Hello and welcome to We Talk About Dead People. If it sounds like I'm just waking up, it's because I haven't talked to anybody today. You are the first. Welcome. Welcome. You may have noticed... I... I joke. You've definitely noticed, if you're a regular listener of the show, that content has slowed down over the past year. That's just because George and I are very busy. We have jobs, lives... Well, George has a wife. Um... Lots going on, you know? The project has shifted from being about deep dive research to more interviews. And uh, that's just because our time is limited. George said to me just a couple weeks ago, he said, I don't know how we used to do this. The amount of time we put into researching an ordinary episode is upwards of 40 hours per show. And we've been going back and forth talking about what we're going to do to produce more content. Interviews are great. We've got more interviews coming. But in the meantime, me being me, being the crackhead I can be, I just want to keep producing content. And I don't have the time to research like I used to. So I've literally started another podcast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's... Here's the thing. When I first started We Talk About Dead People... I couldn't wait to sit down in front of the word processor and the internet and research a bunch of stuff. It was like my favorite thing in the world, straight up, for for about three years. Then about the time we reached year five and going into six, it's like, Jesus, I don't know how many more times I can repeat the same memes I've learned about history. Humanity has this way of repeating itself, and uh, having access to the internet in every written document available at your fingertips at all times shows you that there are patterns. Very, very clearly identifiable patterns in history. And once you notice them, you're basically repeating yourself. You're telling the same story over and over and over again, but all the names are changed. This is why history fades into myth. Because the myth can be sort of I don't know what you what you would say. It's it's a myth is an archetype of history. That's what it is. And so when you're studying history again and again and again and again, and you keep coming across the same mythical structures, it's like, oh my god, like we just need to talk about archetypes all the time now. And it becomes an exercise in futility to to cover the same story over and over and over again. To the point where it feels like the We Talk About Dead People project, as far as the original episodes, the written and researched episodes, is pretty much over. We've done it. We've, we've covered most of the main historical memes to the point of exhaustion. And when I sit down to research and write an episode, I just, I feel myself wanting to say again and again the same things. I don't think that's a mistake, and I think it's a sign that we're ready to move on. Now, that doesn't mean the show's going anywhere. We're going to stick to the interview structure, and I I know I have at least one more researched and written episode in me. But, because I still love podcasting, I went and started an entirely different show, and it's called The Clown Town Chronicle. It's designed to be easy, Uh, it's designed to be frequent. We're talking weekly, like the old show when I didn't have a job and I could sit down and write for 40 hours a week. Um, (laughs) yeah, the not script. 
the not script cost me 40 to 60 hours every time I wrote one, which doesn't, you know, which doesn't exist. But the Clowntown Chronicle is special. All it is is it's me and my friends, whether it's George or, or Daniel or somebody else, um, sitting down, going through stuff we found on the internet, specifically videos that translate well to audio, and basically reviewing them. It's a lot more current events, but it's also, again, like we talk about dead people, designed to be evergreen. At least 50% of it is evergreen. It's just us reviewing content that is outside of a current historical narrative, outside of a you know, pop culture narrative, whatever, what have you. But it does have some current events mixed in, which is why the first four or five episodes are going to feel slightly dated because we recorded them over the course of the last month um, and things have shifted rapidly. Things are changing rapidly in the modern world. Uh, I guess you could say that's sort of a, the signature of the modern world is change happening rapidly. Anyway, I love it. I'm as fired up about the Clowntown Chronicle as I have been as I ever was about We Talk About Dead People. All the donations are the same. Um, the Patreon's going to stay the same. The local's going to stay the same. The Venmo's going to stay the same for now. So you don't have to change anything. And you're getting extra content on a separate co- uh, podcast for free. I almost said Codcast. But what is that, like a fisherman's podcast? Anyway, there's eight hours ready for you to listen to right now. and. You know, in my, in my, when I was working in the warehouse, uh, eight hours would fill up an entire day. I've been told by our best fans and frequent listeners that they could listen to this stuff literally all day. And I've gone and gone back and listened to them each individually. And I'm confident that the content is very strong. So I'm hoping you'll enjoy it. Um, there's a whole bunch of new features on it. Uh, I think it has a really lighthearted and fun vibe. Uh, the whole point of the Clowntown Chronicle is to document the death of the mainstream media. I know that sounds silly, but they're gonna go away. It's inevitable at this point. They've signed their own death note. They're out the door already and they don't even know it. So all we're doing on the show is one, having fun and watching clips, and two, putting a magnifying glass on these people as they shove their foot in their mouth for the millionth time. They don't have enough foot and they don't have enough mouth at this point. And that's the whole point. It's, it's loosely modeled after the No Agenda podcast, which is to say the, um, the, the No Agenda... No Agenda's... Um, uh, motto is, what, what do they call it? It's mainstream, mainstream media assassination. Well, they did it. The assassination's over. We're just watching the death, so to speak. So in that sense, Clowntown Chronicle really is a lot like we talk about dead people, <laughs> except these people don't know they're dead already. It's a good time. It's exciting and it's fun and uh, it fits better with what we do. So please continue to contribute to We Talk About Dead People. Um, if you're not contributing, for the love of God, how long have you been listening? Please contribute now. Contribute now! What is wrong with you? 
And if you like the Clown Town Chronicle, uh, do support We Talk About Dead People on Patreon and Locals. Full stop. <laughs> Just do it. What are you waiting for? <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoy the new show. It's going to be posting much more frequently. And um, one, of my, one of the things I want to do, by the way, for those of you out there who have your own podcasts, I want to have guest hosts on the Clown Town Chronicle. People just to sit in and have fun and watch clips and make fun of the news. So if you have a podcast and you want to come on Clown Town Chronicle, email me, Aaron at WeTalkAboutDeadPeople.com, and we'll set it up. It's so easy. All you have to do is show up for a Zoom call and say things, and that's it. That's how we're producing content on the Clown Town Chronicle. So we talk about Dead People fans. We're not going anywhere. I'm just trying to explain why things have slowed down, and I'm also trying to hit you a freebie by giving you Clown Town Chronicle. The best way to contribute, of course, outside of money, is to give CTC a five-star review, uh, especially if you actually like it. I mean, five-star reviews are, it's just, it's a way to show that you approve of what we're doing. It doesn't mean you love every show. It doesn't mean we never make mistakes. It just means you're saying to the world, this deserves a listen. So if you're going to go over and listen to it now, I recommend listening to an episode or two, giving a five-star review, writing some comments, and subscribing. That's it. It's so simple. Please enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you over at CTC. And this guy's got a book that he's written about Abraham Lincoln. And uh, I just... I just felt the energy of George leaning closer to his computer as I said this. So we'll we'll let him uh absorb this and and produce some kind of a, a response. More than sixty thousand books have been written about Abraham Lincoln, but a new one out today offers readers a view of the former president unlike any other. It's titled How to Be Abe Lincoln, Seven Steps to leading a legendary life. And its author, Jonathan Shapiro, joins us now. He's also adjunct law professor at the UCLA School of Law and a former assistant U.S. attorney. It's great to have you on the show. We'll go through some of these steps to becoming legendary. Great to be here. Thank um, you very much. But given all the books on Lincoln, what inspired you to write this one? Uh, I got tired of having <laughs> very smart wonderful friends of mine tell me they were done with politics and angry mm. at the United States and sick of the division. And so I wanted to offer people a roadmap that Abe Lincoln gave us about how to be happier, healthier, better Americans and how to create a more perfect union. And so the book lays out seven steps that we can all take to be Abe Lincoln and in so doing oh. make ourselves and our country better. So I'm looking at sort of the short version of them, and I love the first one. Laugh. Cringe. Well, you can't be Abe Lincoln and not laugh. He was renowned <laughs> for his sense of humor. People used to... Okay, let's look at these boys. How do you... What are the what? steps to becoming Abe Lincoln? I just want to say first thing, that guy, that guy looks like an NPC in a Bethesda game where you haven't yet selected a dialogue option and he's just going through like a set pattern of facial expressions while it waits for you to click something. 
It's like the yeah. facial expressions for L.A. Lenore, and you're they're just standing here giving you this smug look or changing their demeanor because you're trying oh, to figure I, out if they're I lying. Love, L.A. Noir has some of the best expressions. Ever. Uh, George, we played that together. Do you remember the old man? Oh, I do. And he's like super racist, and he's like sneering at you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. That's good. But we, we should look at these. Okay, so this is how to be Abe Lincoln. Number one, laugh, improve. Navigate, collaborate, object, love, and now. Now. What about suspend constitutional rights? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Habeas what? (laughs) How about jumping out a window to avoid voting on something you know you're going to lose on? That was Lincoln. He did that. You know. Should we hear more about why why Abe Lincoln's great? Wait, wait. I'm putting putting a message in. Uh Uh-oh. Before you continue, out of curiosity, is he related to Ben Shapiro? I don't know. A, so Their last name is well. spelled same, I believe. That's why I was like, I'm yeah. curious. I think he might be. My, I, my actual reaction to that information. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old man sneering. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to look at the description here. I would love to know if he's attached to Shapiro. Um. It doesn't say, but this this does sound very Ben Shapiro, like loving on Abraham Lincoln, not taking an objective look at what he did. Um, that's so common, uh, you know, and we, we covered Abe Lincoln on the show. If anything, he's like a gray figure. Um, there's definitely not like the there's people who look at Lincoln and they're like they see a hero. And once you do the actual like investigation and digging on him, it's it's much more complicated than that. But, you know, of course, if I were to make a list of how to be Abe Lincoln, I'd put number one, be a wizard. Uh, that's kind of the, that would be the whole book. Just be a wizard influence. Let's hear what, more what uh, Shapiro has to say about how to be Lincoln. He admitted that he needed laughter in order to live. He said, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry. And then elsewhere, he said, if <laughs> live, I didn't laugh, laugh, love, laugh, laugh, <laughs> oh, God. Live, laugh love. after I would kill myself. And whoa, whoa. Laughter. And then elsewhere, he said, if I didn't have laughter, I would kill myself. And we know he. That's a Lincoln quote. That's kind of dark. At what point in his life did he say that? Was it was it after the, the tragic deaths? I don't know. He suffered from depression. Uh, laughter mm. was his coping mechanism. And I tell you, I don't see a lot of laughs in our uh, in our leaders now, no. at least not intentional ones. So, Jonathan, off of that answer, and we're going to put the seven steps up on the screen again. They are laugh and improve- they're, ju- they're just cycling through old pictures of Lincoln, like drawings. Prove, navigate, collaborate, object, love, and now the feeling of now get it done now. What do we do as a country when you consider the fact that five of those seven steps, I think, are probably obviated by the shadow, the lingering shadow of a menace in America who used to be president of the United States. Well, I tell you, uh, one thing that we keep in mind, I I find it helpful to remember that during the entire Civil War, Abe Lincoln kept the government open. We didn't have a single government shutdown, even. Amazing. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Kept the government open. I just gotta hear this guy's comment one more time though, because it kinda I kinda missed it. Seven steps and now. What do we do as a country when you consider the fact that five of those seven steps, I think, are probably obviated by the shadow, the lingering shadow of a menace in America who used to be president of the United States. Okay, so he's taking a stab at Trump there? Is that what's happening? Did I hear that right? I would assume so. Well, okay. that being said, then he's probably not related to uh, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> well, he this he reacts. Um, Mr. Shapiro here doesn't react like, oh, yes, he is a menace, you know. Um. Well, I tell you, uh, one thing that we keep in mind, I, I find it helpful to remember that during the entire Civil War, Abe Lincoln kept the government open. We didn't have a single government shutdown, even though half the country was trying to destroy the federal government. And the reason why we didn't have a government shutdown under Lincoln is because Lincoln took the idea off the table. In a special message to Congress, he said, government continuity was a right of the people that can never be abrogated. So I think the way we get out from under the shadow that you talk about is to get back to the basic principles that Abe Lincoln lived by, which is in a democracy, what matters is never one person. It's all of us working together to make ourselves and each other better. Uh, you, you put up the list of the seven steps. I want to focus on maybe the one that surprises people, which is love. People who knew Abe Lincoln said that his greatest motivator, the thing that made him who he was, was his great love for his fellow Americans. We've lost that. When I was a kid, we actually, as much as we might disagree, there was a fundamental love for one another simply because we were Americans. What happened? I thought we still had this love for one another because we're Americans. What changed? Money. <laughs> Greed. <laughs> Greed? Money? George Unless Mercer, you're Abe Lincoln, then his uh, love for all of things uh, went to uh, I hate vampires. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all know that one, right? <laughs> That sure. was all real story true, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh th that was a that was a ridiculous movie, of course. But um oh, God. yeah, George, what happened? Sorry, I was distracted. I'm I'm trying to figure out that whole like if I couldn't laugh, I would kill myself thing. So I've been doing some research, and apparently there's some poem that was anonymously published in an Illinois newspaper about suicide that it is thought was probably written by Lincoln. So he might have actually been like anonymously sending poetry to newspapers, which is honestly kind of cringe. That is super cringe. Should I push the cringe button? I think I will. Cringe. Okay, but then I got to push another <laughs> button. <laughs> then I got to push another button because there's something they're doing here on the side that I don't think y'all noticed. Uh, check this out, but with the proper musical accompaniment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I didn't even I didn't even realize the slow zoom in and out of the photos. I know, so right? Good. <laughs> God, I feel like I'm in a, like a an old Call of Duty like Note 360 no scope montage right there. Right, they're just cycling through pictures, zooming in. Like he he's looking like Shadimus Maximus or whatever. 
I, it's all, it's all so tiresome guys. I, I, should we, should we listen to a little bit more? I mean, are, are we done with, Oh, look who showed up. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Let's go. Book seeks to remind us. Jonathan Al Shopton in, in the middle of uh, the menace as, as referred to in Donald Trump, but, but in the division in the country, one of the things that, uh, comes to mind when I hear you talk about the principles of Abe Lincoln uh, is some of the things I learned growing up in the civil rights movement is not becoming uh, like the uh, kinds of people that you're fighting. Otherwise, they win even if you win the battle. Tell us how Lincoln would deal with people that were outright hostile, people that divided the country and wanted to take him out and eventually did kill him but he would never become the same kind of person that they were. First of all, Reverend Al, you wouldn't remember this, but the last time we spoke was on the set of Boston Legal, where I was a writer, and you, uh, <laughs> Reverend Sharpton, was playing the character of Reverend Sharpton. And I have to tell you, you are wonderful. We cast I, that- Oh, guys. I gotta do it again. Cringe. I've, I've been studying well. how to play him for a long time, but go ahead. <laughs> right. And I, at the at the time, I said we don't really write for Reverend Sharpton. We simply try to channel the force that is Reverend Sharpton. Oh my gosh! Stop it! Answer the question. I must get to know him better. Hmm. The way we deal with those who are hostile to us is to remember they're human beings, and as human <laughs> beings, we owe one another the empathy and the love that Lincoln showed those who were trying to kill him. Abe Lincoln never let insults get in the way of him attaining a good. He never let insults affect how he approached a problem. He was a man who lived by fact, by reason, and by empathy. And until we get back to those Lincoln-esque principles, we can never be what Lincoln wanted us to be which was a nation of people who actually care for one another. The new book is... They keep doing it, man. That's... Uh. It's entitled How to Be Abe Lincoln, Seven Steps to Leading a Legendary Life. Jonathan Shapiro, thank you very much. I can totally see why you wrote this book. Thank you. Uh, that fluoride stare on that lady at the end. She just, she just had way too much fluoride. It's that city water, I'm telling you. <sighs> so now that we've learned um, that there are books, nothing, that nothing exactly. We didn't, <laughs> yeah. we didn't learn anything about the book. We just let people get their political jabs in. This is the, this is the Clown Town Chronicle, everybody, and this is what we do here. We make fun of stupid people who are trying to run scripts that they've been running since I don't know television became a thing. It's outdated, it's stupid, and it's lame. And they didn't even let the guy talk about his book properly. Yeah, I mean, other than I learned that uh, there's a seven-step process to becoming, uh, you know, as good as Lincoln, or if not better. Yeah. It More keeps... of actually just a seven-step process just to be a better person without... Remove all the Lincoln stuff, and it'll probably be just that, really. <laughs> Just, just be a better person, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, George has sent me a meme. Apparently, Andrew Jackson used to doodle pictures of alligators and turtles. And there's 
Andrew Jackson drawings of turtles and alligators on an old God, time. I would love to buy a book with just pictures of his doodles. That'd be yeah. even better than this. <laughs> yeah. It'd be way yeah. more fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the thing is like Andrew Jackson is is also like Lincoln, he's 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 like he's a gray character. But the difference, and this is a metric, guys, that I'm tr I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be how we measure things, at least for a few more, for a few years. Now that we're at the end of all the value discussions and all of this stuff where it's like, ah, oh, well, democracy is great and all this stuff. I really think the one metric we're really going to be using to measure just about everything is, is it based or cringe? And cringe is writing into a newspaper saying you'd kill yourself without laughter and based is being called old hickory and doing whatever the hell you want, like drawing alligators and turtles in your notebook. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's that been my thought this week is like my response to things these days is like, if, is it cringe? Then it's probably a lie. You know, that's the tone that I see in the mainstream media is like it's all cringe all the time. And honestly, I think that's the main window through which I'm going to view it. As silly yeah. as that might sound. That's fair. Yeah. What do you think, George? Based or cringe? George? I'm trying to decide what I'm applying the based or the cringe to. To this to your take. assessment of based versus cringe? Yeah, I'd say based. Okay, okay. So I don't have to hit the cringe button again? No, I think you can you can rest your weary hand for a moment. No, if you could only hit the cringe button to the man really stroking the crap out of that man's ego. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't have a base button. I need to find a, a base button. <laughs>